when we spoke before about this, you had some strong words to say about oh yeah what what the, this what this program means for the country we live in uh, the way that it's handled um, in mass media in governance even among different yeah the the discourse groups the discourse around food assistance. Yeah. I wonder if you would yeah. you could just extemporize on that a little bit. Yeah. Um I mean so statewise we are used to being a number basically. You know, we have to lay our souls bare to show that we are exactly poor enough to get assistance. Right. So And working hard enough for it in a lot of places. Yeah, and, and invisibly so. You know, I mean, you, you have work requirements in in a few things here, food assistance-wise, that don't apply to us because we are not able-bodied. You know, but um, then you have the work of having to go places, having to make sure that your buck goes a long way as well. And then on top of all of that is um, our so-called allies, people who want to uplift us. Don't talk to us, they talk about us. Right. You know, they, they explain us to ourselves, you know, you are poor, so ergo, you have to be like that, you know. You have to be overweight, you have to have bad teeth, you have to not care about you know, your, your own nutrition. You know, but what nobody does is listen to us. What do we actually need? What do we want? You know, what would you tell them? What would you tell, say, people on the left if they were to ask, how do I, how do I stop tokenizing you? Uh, how do I listen to you better? What is it you, you need? Um, me personally, and that is personally because it's something that is highly dependent on the community, is... We need ways to feed ourselves. We need the resilience. I mean, we live in Virginia. Virginia is one of the most fertile, fertile states in the Union. But we need the help and the assistance and people who have the time to lobby for community gardens. Things like that, so that there is fresh produce that is easily and readily accessible. We are technically in a food desert, and we are only an hour away from a major population center. We are nonetheless in a food desert. We have one grocery store within 50 miles from us. That's a food desert. And right at the point where fiber ends is where the food desert starts. So, yeah, we... we and we need good food. We want good food. We don't want to drink soda. Soda is a sometimes food. It should be a treat. You know, but if it's cheaper than water, you know, then don't tell us to stop drinking soda. We are making the rational decision of picking the cheapest thing that gets us through the day. You know, and uh, as the saying goes, I think it was Emma Goldman. Um, the worker doesn't just need bread, she needs roses too. We need roses. 
yeah, we are. We are on the breadline. Literally, we have to beg for our food. We have to ask for the kindness of strangers. And we appreciate that. We appreciate that. We really love it. But at the same time, we see how much waste there is in this country. There is like a billion pound of cheese in storage in the U.S. But it doesn't arrive at people who need it, who want it, who can eat it. You know, I mean, I see jokes about turning, turning meat that is in warehouses because it can't go to China used as dog food by the so-called, you know, progressive liberals. Don't do that. Food policy needs to be fixed. Everybody needs to have food and good food and needs to take into account what, what the restrictions are that everybody has, you know, from allergies to whether or not they practice a religion and have prescriptions there, you know, dignity, enable dignity. again on the breadline for our third and for now final look at food assistance in the u.s when we last left off anna mark and i were discussing what it would take to ensure food security for all americans we'll pick up there and discuss what making sure everyone is fed benefits us as a society sounds like a bit of the old uh, universal basic income it, it, it does sound a little bit like that. You just said a curse word. <laughs> what not, have you done? Not, not necessarily our our bailiwick, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a thing that our show will probably come back around to a lot. The idea of the universal basic income, the the universal basic standard of living, uh, and and that includes. The food that you're eating, the food that you're directly related to, um, the food that people around you are producing, and they also are living at a basic, at a basic minimum uh, income level. Yeah, and forgive me, this isn't a fully fleshed out idea, but something that I noticed, one of the things that people complain about a lot are like privileged liberals that are born into this space where they, they they're privileged enough to be able to uh have these like quote unquote like snowflake ideals but that acknowledges in and of itself that acknowledges that some people are born into different stations in life mm-hmm. and there's a pendulum swing there you know some people are born privileged and some people fucking aren't and yeah to acknowledge one and then, you know, shit on the other one and say, oh, those people just need to do better. It's 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 complete hypocrisy and it it's just not logical. Well, I think as we go forward on this show, we're going to end up talking a lot more about John Rawls and his veil of ignorance. But uh, I don't think I don't think tonight's the night to do it. I think as we close this episode out, because we've we've recorded quite a bit. This this may end up being two episodes here. Um, I did compile a list of 
people uh, that you all probably know who have benefited from food assistance. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read down this list. So, Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth, the musician Moby, uh, who has become like a libertarian douchebag, but he he and his family lived on. Uh, food stamps there for a while. Uh, the musician Logic, uh, uh, Barack Obama's mother, uh, used food assistance for a while. Um, the the WhatsApp creator uh, Jan Coombe, who sold WhatsApp to Facebook for like nineteen billion dollars or something like that. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, yeah, go figure, man. Like total working class guy. Um, Craig T. Nelson, uh, the the old uh, coach star who one time went on, uh, oh, who's that? That right wing commentator, the guy who used to cry all the time, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Yeah, he went on. He went on Glenn Beck's <laughs> Glenn Beck's show, and he was like, "Yeah, I used to be on welfare. I used to be on food stamps. Did anyone help me? No." <laughs> <laughs> I pulled myself up by my yeah, bootstraps. Yeah, pulled myself up by my bootstraps with also all of this publicly funded assistance. Um, Cal- California Representative Barbara Lee, who has been incredibly outspoken on not trying to add like work requirements to SNAP benefits. She's, she's um, a good lady. Yeah, no, she's she's done an amazing job. Um, Viola Davis, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Oprah Winfrey, her family also uh, relied on on food stamps there for a while. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, who now has a really nice, uh, a nice career as a recording artist. Um, uh, also, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, who became a mother at the age of 19 and had to rely on public assistance, including food assistance, uh, in order to, you know, just keep her family afloat. And uh, celebrity chef uh, Sandra Lee, who also has been an amazingly outspoken advocate for not just reducing food benefits, but in fact enhancing them. Uh, and then she's, my f- she's interesting in that people people like to to rag on her for her shows because everything is packaged and processed. But the point is, this is the stuff that her family had access to. So. Yeah. For better or worse, she's telling you what to do if literally the only food you can get is from the fucking dollar tree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And then uh, I think I think my favorite one uh, on this list that I made is the Housing and Urban Development Secretary, Dr. Ben Carson. Oh, who, who oh, now, oh, Ben. Shit. Yeah, who, who now has adopted this uh, libertarian stance of, like, people need to pull themselves out of poverty, but... He wouldn't mm. be in the place where he is now if he hadn't had something to eat as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to criticize the guy uh, based on like I know that he put in a bunch of good work for himself. He worked hard in school. He excelled. You know, going through he went to like Harvard or something like that. I, I don't remember. Um, but my my point of listing this group of celebrities isn't to say simply that uh, food assistance is good. It's that we ought to think about all of the 
families, all of the individuals, all of the children who are currently suffering from institutionalized hunger. And if we can provide them, if, if we as a society decide that they can be fed, if they don't have to go to bed hungry, like who do we get out of this next crop of people? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the Ben Carson thing. All I can hear <laughs> in my head is uh, is Dr. Phil telling people, the reason you're not happy is because you're sad. <laughs> and it's like the same shit. It's like, the reason you're not rich is because you're poor. Stop and if you just poor. stopped being poor, then you'd be rich. Yeah. And, uh, it, I think, it, I think it, you're, I think you're totally right, Mark. I think that's uh I think that's, symptomatic i think it's maybe the the definition of this perspective that people you know you we want to cut the social safety net and the people some of the people who want to cut the social safety net are people who directly benefited from it would not have been in the position that they were and who do we have? Who do we have coming up? Who's going to be the next generation of people? Like, are we are we as a society going to toss them overboard? Or do we want to make sure that they're fed? Do we want to make sure that when they go to school, they have a full belly and they're ready to learn? Well, it just speaks to a larger, as many of these issues do, a larger problem with our entire society, our entire culture, where we're not planning for the next generation. It's yeah, it's a know, smash and grab right now. Exactly. Yeah. It's just we'll like oh, look, behind you and, and toss a match over the edge. Which which is just it makes whether you're left or right or somewhere in the middle. I don't understand how that makes any sense to anybody because eventually you're going to be like like what's the end game with that what's the end game there a bunch of people that are malnourished and have been undercut and have had have never had any chance to better their position i mean it really does sound like a return to feudalism which i think is fundamentally not just not leftist but i think it's un-american that you know the the entire the entire point of America is, again, the veil of ignorance. Everybody starts out from one position of, like, equal opportunity to succeed. And obviously, right. you know, and it, obviously that's not the case because we have. Yeah, if you're if you're poor, it's your fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and that's that's the thing that I think the show as we go on is going to continue to confront that that myth is just that it's a myth because depending on the color of your skin, depending on your ethnic makeup, depending on the class that you started out with, depending on your gender, depending on your gender identity or sexual orientation, it's a myth to say everybody starts out from an equal footing. So I think uh, as we, as we conclude this, Probably two episodes. <laughs> we're we're gonna say that the uh, the breadline podcast is one hundred percent in favor of anybody who is in favor of making sure that 
SNAP benefits or any other food benefit continues to be the case, continues as it is, we're going to strongly oppose. Expand it. Expand it. Absolutely. Well, how about in the land of opportunity, we stop fucking canceling people's opportunities? I think we're going to make that our our Twitter header, Mark. Yeah, that works. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's like it's not like people were sent out west with no incentive and no assistance to like pioneer the west or whatever, and that's obviously there's lots of stuff in that conversation you can delve into, but right to act as though every single person who's ever been here and ever helped shape this country didn't have a, a, a somebody else that was in a higher position giving them a hand is just bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's unpatriotic if you're going to like abide by traditional American ideals to cancel out giving someone who was born with less than others an opportunity. This is supposed to be the land of opportunity. That's why people flocked here. And to just start to, like, cancel out all these opportunities, it's just bullshit. And it's anti-American. Well, we certainly, we certainly don't want to be starving those people. If those are the values that we hold, we don't want them to be malnourished. And that's what the show is about. And that wraps up our discussion on food assistance. We're so glad you could be here with us on The Breadline, and you can look forward to new topics coming soon, including issues relating to hunger and land and food access among racial and sexual minorities. The Breadline is hosted by Anna Marco, who's on Twitter at VerySmallAnna, Mark Wayne at JujitsuFarmer, and me, Matthew Hodges, at MattTheGoyt. I also produce the show. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TheBreadlinePod, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash thebreadline. We have some ideas for bonus content for patrons coming pretty soon, so you'll want to get in on that. Our music is composed by Jane Stewart, whose work you can find on Twitter at InscrutableJane. And our endless thanks to our friend Theo Kretschmar-Scholdorf, who shared his experiences and thoughts on food assistance. We're going to let him have the last word. Stay hungry. And something else that I just remembered that would be really helpful for poor folk out here is cook for people. Teach them how to cook and offer your time and energy and money and your material material goods to help people preserve stuff. There is nothing better than a homemade jam. Everybody should, should be able to have that and teaching people to bake. Just bring people a bread. <laughs> you know, simple stuff. Simple stuff. <laughs> <laughs>